Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Beth Hashem BPJ number 36. That's Vice Primi Joint Group Share number 36. And eight dates um, by John Gottman and Julie Gottman, Doug Abrams and Rachel Abrams. And where this is the last share on date number one. Very, very crucial, uh, important topic. That's why we spent so much time on it and so many aspects and variety of it. In the list that we had, the 99 ways that they write how to cherish your husband or your wife, every, almost every one of these deserve a separate share on its own to elaborate on. And believe neither we have and we will. But as Hashem, if Hashem, if Hashem should continue to give Kayach and strength and Siat to the Shmaya to be Mamshech, hopefully with God's help. And we're davening for that and we'll be able to do that. And that's why to take this 99 ways of how to um, work on this, this lean on me, this trust and commitment by cherishing each other um, and to think through it and think of ways to um, express your appreciation to one another and talk about these things. It is a tremendous, tremendous thing. So this is probably the last year on this date and Beth Hashem will go to the next one after this year. And we're up to 83. 83 says, I appreciate the fact that I can really be myself with you. This is a matter of authenticity. This is also a matter of vulnerability. Very often, some people with different personalities, they feel a little awkward. They're not the stereotypical. Whether it's in American culture for Americans, but also in the from culture within our own culture or within our own family. I think many people people could relate to this, where a child is is born into a family, they're good kids like any other, other child, they're a good child, but they feel a little out of place. Their neshama is sort of pulled towards a different yearning and a different calling, and it's hard for them to express their own identity and their own self. And you find very often it's fascinating Different mishpachas work different ways, but basically there are some where the children are like cookie cutters, like sort of Everyone's different and unique, but they have a similar mahalach. And then there's a child or two that feels differently, and they just their minds and hearts work differently. And they're not necessarily with this mahalach, and they need a little bit more of a of a of a shift. And that's chanoich darkai. But the same way it works with chinuch, the same the equal way it works with marriage, where you could respect your husband and wife, what we call idiosyncrasies, or their quirkiness, or their difference in personality, or how they're different. Than, than, than what the norm of society is in the way they think and the way they do things. And, 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 and it should be honored. It should be treasured. And, 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 and just like with the chinech of a child that way, you do that. The same thing with, with, um, with a spouse. You encourage that uniqueness that they have, that they can be their real selves. Be their real best selves. That doesn't mean you... You settle for the negativity or the problems. You work on it. Each one works on it. But the actual differences that you have, if, if, if let's say, uh, as an example, uh, a, a, a woman stereotypically is more quieter, more, but this one, your wife, happens to be more extroverted or more uh, uh, f- fiery in nature or, or, or poetic in nature or needs to sing and needs to dance and needs to... Um, express herself in different ways, to let her be herself, to let her experience herself in the best possible way, to allow her to shine. Very often, often husbands, it's the same way. You know, when they're in Kailal or when they're in work, because they have those roles, they sort of press their personality into that role because they have no choice. 
you know, with their own work, they have to adapt to that. If they're a, an employee, as an employee, if they're a manager, as a manager, whatever the case may be, they have that role. And it's hard for them to be their true selves, the true, good, potential, beautiful selves. And when it comes to Shabbos or Yantav or just being home at night, and they, it's the most liberating feeling for themselves to be able to have their own self-expression and to be themselves at home with their wife accepting them fully and their husband accepting them fully. Now, let me make it very clear. This does not mean negative behaviors. The guy, person can't say, I'm used to these bad habits, and that's me, and I want to be myself, so I'm going to eat, uh, you know, um, eight slices of pizza, and I'm going to eat the whole thing of ice cream. That's me, or, or other negative behaviors, or this is the way I talk. That's me, when you know you need to refine your speech. We're not talking about things like that. We're talking about positive behaviors, that you work on, that everyone works on, but even within the positivity, there's so many people that are so different than one another and don't try to mold your husband or wife into a cookie cutter in a particular box. Just like you can't put a a, a, a circle, in, you can't put a square in a circle hole. You have to let the circle go in the circle hole. You have to accept your wife and your husband the way they intrinsically are. It's similar to Havdal, you know, when someone's very close to various G'dayle Yisrael, someone had the schus to be close to various different G'dayle Yisrael, even besides saying that, let's say, the tzaddikim from the Litvish world and the Hasidish world seem clearly different in their outward Hanhaga and the way they dress and the way they talk, true. But even within the same culture, okay, or the same Hasidus even, a son and then the, then, then the, the father before him, comparing the two, or two brothers, or, or, or two Litvisha G'daylem, but from different Rosh Hashivas of different Yeshivas, how vastly they are different from one another. And each one, in their best possible way, they express their inner personality, the Tchunas nefesh. That's the way you have to look at it when, or you need to look at it, when you're looking at your husband and your wife. You need them, or, or the best thing is, like we said, about looking at their potential and backing them up to be the best they can be. But it's what they can be. There's some that have bubbly personalities and they're big into chesed, and that's their key. And you love them for that. Very often, sometimes this happens, that a wife, um, let's say her father was an intellectual type, and his main nakuda, her father, was in Limana Taira. The whole day he's with a sefer, learning, writing Taira, being Marbet's Taira with Chedushim, talking Taira, it never leaves his mouth. And that's his Iker Avoidas Hashem. That's his Iker Avoidas Hashem. And then this wife, Bas Talmud Chacham, marries a husband, a wonderful person, also a tremendous Talmud Chacham, also loves learning, but his main Nakuda is the Chesed aspect. He's going around trying to, talking to people, helping people, having conversations to lift up their spirits, giving them a, a chizik with a devar teri here, devar teri there. They see, they see something missing, whatever it is. Uh, uh, they have an old suit, let's go buy him a suit. Uh, let's go, or, or someone needs packages, let's go here and there. So in the beginning, a wife may be caught off guard. He, she sees the wonderful aspects of her husband, but she still feels a little weird because, again, her husband, her, her, his, his, her, her father, which was her vision of an Erlich Yid or tremendous ta- um, what a Yid is supposed to be like, always had his head in the safer and nothing else. And that was like, you know, type of thing. And her husband is a different type of Mahalach. 
also using his potential to the fullest, but a different mahalach. And that shift that a wife needs to learn to do and to realize, my father is my father and I love him for the way he is, and he was special, and or he is special. It should be healthy and well. But my husband is his own unique person, and he's special. And he's doing everything he can. You see, we're not talking right now, I'm not talking in the context of... of Negative behaviors. I'm not talking now in the context of things that everyone needs to improve on. Let's put that aside for now. I'm talking about a different Nakuda altogether. I'm talking about when the behavior is good. When they're living up to their potential and they're doing things right, but it's a different right. It's not the same right that she saw with her father. It's a different right that she's seeing with her husband. So, her, his, for example, maybe, I'm just giving the same example, her father had a more serious demeanor so when it came a Suda by Rosh Hashanah or, or even or Sukkot or even Shabbos at a certain degree of a certain aspect of a seriousness there. Not a tenseness. No, not a tenseness. But a certain seriousness in the atmosphere on the Shabbos table and everyone sitting up straight and the cutlery designed like this and, and, and the, the, the speech being weighed and the Dratari being said this way and all beautiful, all beautiful. But again, her husband's a different personality. So there she'll see that the Suda is more open. For example, the more conversation, more smiling, maybe a little joke here. But again, all well-meaning to make a guest, let's say, feel good, to uplift them, uh, uh, you know, things like that. It's a shift. It's a shift, but it's a shift where a, a wife, I'm giving this example, but it goes both, both ways, that a wife recognizes my father's a special person for who he is. My husband's a special person for who he is, not to compare the two. And to really let him be himself, his best self, but let him be his best self. And the same thing applies with a husband, the way he views his wife. So even if he had an unbelievable mother or unbelievable sister or sisters that are tremendous tzadikuses and 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 a certain way like in in an unbelievable way, his wife is a different person and she could be her own tzadikus in her own way. Avram looked different than Yitzhak. Yitzhak looked different than than Yaakov. Rav Moshe Feinstein looked a lot different than Rav Aaron Kotler. Rav Aaron Kotler looked a lot different than Rav Moshe Feinstein. There was totally different personalities and 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 so on and so forth we go on and on giving examples of it with Gedoyle Yisrael with Gedoyle Yisrael, true Gedoyle Yisrael where the Tchunas HaNefesh was completely different from one another they got along, there was Shalom and and, and, and they were machshev each other, but their personalities and their Mahalach, their styles, even their Hashkafas may have been a lot different than each other. And their psakalach may have been a lot different than each other. And what they emphasized may have been a lot. And it's not a matter of right and wrong. There's many ways towards Avedis Hashem. And that's the way you look at it with a husband and a wife. Don't compare your wife to other people. Don't compare your husband to other people. Let them be themselves, their best selves. And then when you do that, and you appreciate that fact, I let you let me be myself. You let me be my best self. Yes, when and we're not talking about negativity here. If there's a flaw that needs to be corrected that they can communicate about, of course you communicate. We're talking about when you're doing things right, but it's not exactly the way you're you're used to. You want your husband to learn more versus the chesed he's doing, or the other way around. You want him to learn less 
and become more warm and more into chesed, you know, each way. But you have to recognize that he has a separate tchunas hanefesh and to appreciate each other for it and appreciate that that is the soul that they, that Hashem put in them and to, and to cherish that aspect of them. 85 is, I love how nice you are to strangers. Very important. You know, how you treat other people. Of course, we said many times the reverse is even more important. It's, it, I love how you treat me. In other words, a husband could tell, the wife could tell the husband, it could go either way. I love the fact that you treat me with more respect even than you treat strangers or your employer or whoever you want to impress on the outside world and you treat me like you want to impress me even though we're together 24-7 and we're used to each other. You're still treating me with respect and, and dignity like I was someone that from the outside that you're trying to impress. It's a very, very important thing that familiarity shouldn't lead to complacency, shouldn't lead to demean and take things for granted, but to appreciate your husband and your wife um, with a tremendous respect. And the fact that you're used to each other at home shouldn't be, shouldn't be uh, a cause to take, a, take, you know, to take things for granted. 86, I cherish you the way you helped me grieve. If Khalila shouldn't happen, one of them ended up in Avelis, and, and the other one uh, uh, allows them and gives them time to grieve, and you're with them in their grieving process. And or they're grieving. It could be a grieving, not just Khalila, of, of losing a, a, a loved one, but a grieving of having to leave yeshiva into the workforce. is traumatic for many husbands. That's a, there's a grieving process there. Or a wife... Uh, being forced to change her job or her teaching job or her neighborhood, whatever they moved into a different neighborhood. There's a certain, okay, maybe the grieving process is a little too hard of uh, a strong of a word, but it may not be. It, it, it's like, it's a traumatic thing for many. And to appreciate how you support each other during that. 87, I really appreciate how you worship or pray together. This is very important. Sometimes they could daven for things together. Sometimes, for example, as an example, you know, by the licht, some husbands, if they can, sometimes they go to shul early. They do what they want. It's beautiful. But while the wife is saying a tefillah, if the husband says a tefillah or is there with him, that's a beautiful thing. Or or that they daven certain tehillim together at night, let's say in their bedroom, and and, and they both say two, three kapit tehillim. He says, she says, he says, and they do it together davening for a specific person, or davening for their own shalom bias, or davening for a particular child, it brings a kesher to each other when you daven together for the same purpose and to appreciate each other when you do that. And 88, I feel confident when we can get through any turmoil together. We talked about that. 89 is so, so important. I appreciate that I can always talk to you when I feel down. You pick me up. I appreciate every time I feel down and I could talk to you and after I talk to you, I feel so much better. This, every husband and wife has this ability. We get cynical about these things. We get cynical about these things because we live 24-7 in a cold type of a world with all this marriage jokes and with bumps in the road in a regular marriage that causes a person not to think this way. But it is so natural and skills can be learned and an attitude could be had where you talk, where, where, where you can let your wife talk to you and you can make her feel so much better when she's down and pick her up. You could make her feel so much better 
when she's down to pick her up. And how much a wife's power when she could talk to her husband and pick him up. It's unbelievable. 90. I love how honest you have been. We explained this before, very important, and I'm going to say this concept again. Shalom bias that you're a lot of, quote-unquote, not to tell the full truth, not to hurt feelings, is true, but not it cannot be taken to define the whole relationship. Like we said with Avram and Sarah, again, I don't know for sure, you have to look at Chazals, but it's pretty clear that their relationship was built on MS. They talked to each other and communicated with each other with a truth, with an honesty. It's the basis of marriage. If you're not honest with one another, it crumbles. The, the one time you see where, 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 where Hashem had them change the Lushen from my husband is old to I am old, or certain subtle things, that's the exception to the rule or the idea of when you're saying something, you're honest, but say it with sensitivity. It doesn't mean you're being dishonest. Here you're actually changing a little bit the, the format of it. But for the most part, that's a skill that we all could learn that we don't compromise on the honesty. We're honest with one another without hurting feelings. You, you're subtle the way you say it. You, 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 you sandwich it with appreciation on both sides and so on and so forth. So this idea that you've been honest with me and straight with me, that you're not beating around the bush or having a second life, very often what happens is they think because of shalom bias, they don't want to rock the boat. So they have like this whole alternate reality life, each one that they don't tell the other and they're living a separate uh, you know, they're telling them one thing and doing something else. It's not healthy. You need to be honest with one another. And the truthful and, and, and be honest. Now, it doesn't mean, like we said, every Avery you did in, 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 in 20 years ago, no, no, no mitzvah to bring that up. A, a mistake that you know you're not going to repeat. You know, what's the point of saying it? But on things that are important to talk about and to be honest with each other, to be honest with each other and, 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 and the respect grows when there is a truth to that. 91, I respect the fact that you work very hard. Very, very important. On both ends. Husband working hard with his parnasa or with his avedis Hashem in, in learning or very hard even on Shabbos. Very hard to help with the kids' homeworks and so on and so forth. And the husband to the wife, her hard work in the kitchen, cooking, cleaning, part-time work, full-time work, taking care of the kids, laundry, all these things, and you help each other, but of course that you work. And if you both work hard, pat each other on the back. You both worked hard. You're a team, and you both worked hard and, and, and respect each other for it, love each other for it. You're one of my best friends, 94. Not to just say you're one of my best friends. You are my best friend. You are the best friend. That is really the key of successful marriage. We said this many times. We talk about love, but there's a like. You have to like your wife, like your husband, not just love them. You have to like them. And there has to be a certain friendship there. There has to be a warmth there. There has to be a certain friendship there. 97, we could talk about, some of these we could talk about for hours. I love our spiritual connection. This is something that takes time to develop. But if you look at each other, not just as physical bodies, but as souls enclosed in physical bodies, where you have this deep spiritual connection with your, one another, that you're neshamas amamish talking to each other, where you have sheer, you, when you learn together, or when you daven together, or when you're just connecting in that such a deep level. And again, we talked about 
physical sexual intimacy where with a human being, especially a, a Jew, has the physical component, emotional component, and there's a spiritual component. There's a connection of souls. When there's an Indian to look at each other's eyes with that love, there's a soul connection taking place there. And, and not just in the physical intimate acts, but in, in all through the relationship. There's a soul connection between the two. And if there's a way to, con- to learn how to hone into that skill and hone, hone into that ruchniistic connection, that spiritual soul-to-soul connection between a husband and wife, it's unparalleled. To be best friends and to have that spiritual connections. I'm also going to make a PDF. This will be in the same PDF. Besides these exercises of these 99 um, um, items, there's a chapter summary, and I will make a PDF of that chapter summary. That's a Kedai to read. It basically summarizes a lot of the points that we said um, about trust, explains the beginning. Trust is cherishing each other, showing our husband or wife that we can be counted on, everyday commitment. What he means by everyday commitment again, and Gottman explains this again and again, and this is a of over, 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 um, 40 years of research that the main nakuda of marriage is those small acts day in and day out. Day in and day out, those small acts of trust and of giving. And he goes through a list. We're not going to go through everything now, but you'll read it. You accept him or how he or she is despite their flaws, cherishing them, which means gratitude, and caring about their pain, and, and talks about trust and how to keep that trust. It goes through various suggestions about how to create this date. It could be from one to the other, who, who initiates the date and where it should be. And again, ideally, if you could get out, then get out to nice, in the spring, summertime, maybe to a beautiful park. Um, if not, to a nice hotel lobby where it's undistracted. Or if you have to be home, you work out a way that it's a calm, nice, beautiful environment at home. And you, you push off those other tiredness to other nights. Let's say if you pick a Tuesday night to do this date night at home because you can't get out, whatever the reason is, you push off the, the laundry or the husband's other tears that he has to do with his bills and, and everything else, or the nights say this, say this and that. Other nights, the Wednesday night, the Monday night, but Tuesday night I'm keeping open. Kids hopefully go to sleep early or whatever it is. If they're older children, then they know not to disturb and you find a place where you could have that quiet time together, cell phones off, no, and, and you spend that two hours, whatever it is, you could prepare a nice dinner for each other or a nice snack or whatever it is where you could, and then cross from each other or just a nice setting and you connect with each other this way. And he talks about being open-minded, no blaming, no accusations, no halila, nothing like that. Don't Don't get into that. That's not the time for this. To be honest about your needs, but not to complain about past stuff. Again, it's not the, this date, that's not the point. I'm not saying you're burying things under the rug, but no criticizing, no judging, open-ended questions. What does trust mean? What's ideal for you? How to get there? And so on and so forth. What do you need from me? What do I need from you? Let's work together. What behaviors would you, would you want me to be stronger on to show that I'm committed to this relationship? And, and those type of things. Um... I'll I'll be I'll give you an example that happens with me a lot of times and and I'm just being perfectly honest with you. Uh, my wife enjoys walking together and I also enjoy walking together. 
but very often after a long day of work, I'm very tired. And once I, I'm, I'm here and, and you know, I, mean, I sat on the couch a little bit, ate a little bit, whatever it is, and I'm so tired, I'm not up to taking that walk so much. And I know I have to push myself with it. It's something I have to work on, getting better at it. But, but again, when, when, when you, my wife would tell me, for example, that this is what I need in the relationship. I need that time. And, but again, wives, you need to be open about that. If that's what you really need, you need to tell your husbands that. I'm glad my wife, if my wife wouldn't tell me this, I would just sit on the couch. She wouldn't say anything, be upset that I'm not walking with her. And I wouldn't totally be, you know, that's a man. And uh, what can I tell you? And I would be somewhat clueless about it. The fact that my wife in this part was, had the grateful for her to tell her that openly point blank, not as complaining or anything, just saying that this is an important thing for me. I need you to walk with me. So then what I tell her then is, okay, do me a favor though. Tell me, let's work out a time, whatever it is, let's say, and then we work out that time. And if you tell me in advance, this time we're going to walk from this, from seven to seven thirty, whatever, whatever it is, I know a little bit in advance and then we do it, even if I'm tired. So those type of things, to work out the, and that builds trust, that builds commitment. Husband could do that for his wife, a wife for her husband, both ways of what's important to them. So the key is to commit to this date and the other seven we're going to talk about, Lee Neder, has tremendous, tremendous positive effects. Brach and atzlacha.